you're the God of wonder. Praise the Lord and thank you for joining us for part three of the message Real Love with Pradeep Stephen on the God of Wonders radio program. We welcome you and trust that the Lord will bless you, enable you to know His divine love and how to walk in that love. Let's listen. The truth of God and the love of God turn people away from sin. When God said, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I gave my blood to wash you from your sins. I have sanctified you. I have set you apart as my own peculiar treasure. That in the ages to come, I may pour upon you, according to Ephesians 1, the treasures, the exceeding great benefits. That's God's design. Such an awesome design, awesome plan that He will fulfill for everyone that loves Him. When God says that, He also says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It is the truth that will make you free. The love comes in. It melts away all of our antagonism against God. It begins to change us. But the truth is right along with the love. No such thing as the love of God without the truth of God. Otherwise, we can all get together with different religions. All of the false gods and have that worldly love without truth and all end up in hell. God's love shows us that He came down and gave His life for us. But He spoke many things and He has written many things. The 66 books of the Bible, 39 in the Old as you know, 27 in the New, all together were given for a purpose. It was not for the pastors or the preachers or the apostles or the prophets only. It was for every single believer. Because the word of God is given to all of us so that the truth may set us free. Set us free from what? Human love. Human love that is devoid of the divine touch. Human love that will keep us confused, never standing on the truth. But when we have divine love grounded in divine truth, Mercy and truth have met. And we're able to walk this straight and narrow path. Not giving in to our human emotions. But the will being directed. The Holy Spirit directing a heart that is surrendered to Him. To accomplish the will of God in our lives. Bring many souls to Him also. That is well pleasing to God. So the love of God has the truth of God. If I say I love God, I must love His truth. And it is the truth of God that James says in James chapter 5 and verse 19, My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Who does the saving? One who loves. God working in one who has surrendered to Him. Because of that love, the person who is walking with God with divine love has the boldness and the absolute concern for the welfare of that soul that has strayed from the truth. That's exactly what the scripture says. One who wanders from the truth will end up with a multitude of sins not only that, they'll be saved from 
the error of their way. They'll be saved from death. Saved from death. Is it talking of physical death? No. It's talking of spiritual death. Spiritual death, because everyone dies. Everyone has an appointed time, unless they're in that generation when the Lord Jesus comes. As it says in 1 Corinthians 15, we're alive at that time, they'll be transformed, translated. But everyone else, they will go through death, the normal way. This death here is speaking of spiritual death. So the love of God compels me to give what? Not only the good works to help someone with my material possessions, my affection, my words of encouragement and comfort, but also the truth of the Lord Jesus. What is the use of a knife in the surgeon's hand? What is the use of a knife in a criminal's hand? Two different purposes. The one seeks to destroy, that is all that person knows. Selfish, murders. The other seeks to heal, but he also seeks to destroy. What does the surgeon seek to destroy? Obviously, the malignant tumor, that which is destroying the person. No one would dare go to a surgeon and say, don't use that instrument, it's so sharp. Can't you see it can cause pain? But when one understands the purpose of the surgeon, the design of his surgery, the one backs off and is ever grateful. Because of the removal of this tumor, the surgeon can say later, this cancerous doctrine, this false teaching, this error, I have saved this person from a multitude of sins and from death. When I love God, I will love His truth. I will have such a benevolent attitude that I will go to any lengths within reason, within divine reason, within the divine will to save that soul by presenting that soul with the truth. It's not enough to put my arm around a person and tell them it's okay. It's not enough to wipe their tears. I must present the truth of God. And the truth is all over the scriptures. Thy word is truth. God will show us what is necessary to encourage each other, to exhort each other, to warn each other. These are all necessary. It is the absence of this aspect of God's love that is the truth that has caused multitudes to go into false doctrine, into self-complacency, into darkness, into sin, and they don't feel like they need to be checked because everyone is in the same boat. But they say they love each other. They say they love God. What happened to God's truth? We need the truth of God. This is what James says. In Jude, verse 20 through 23, it says this, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, of our Lord Jesus Christ, to bring you to eternal life. We have to keep ourselves in the love of God. There's a responsibility. It's not automatic. There are those who believe that once God has saved us, automatically we will be safe. That is, we have no responsibility. Very clearly here, in this 
next to the last book of the Bible, the chapter, book of Jude. He says, keep yourselves in the love of God. It is our privilege and responsibility to make sure we're in the love of God. And what do we say the love of God was? It is a self-sacrificial lifestyle to help others seeking nothing in return, no false motive of self-gain, but clearly and only for the welfare of the others. But also the love of God's truth that saves others who are in error from a multitude of sins and death. Here Jude says we have to keep ourselves in the love of God. He also says this, Be merciful, verse 22, to those who doubt, save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Did you know that the love of God includes hate with it? That may seem illogical or paradoxical, but it's not. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's what the scripture says in the Old Testament. If you love the Lord, you will not only be self-sacrificial, do good works, help others, encourage others. You will love His Word enough to be knowledgeable about His Word, to care about His Word, to magnify His Word, to preach His Word. But you'll also have God's love to the point of hating evil with a passion. Human love does not hate evil with a passion. It may hate certain things that result from evil, but not necessarily the evil. God's love hates the very root of that evil, which is satanic. So when one ministers to another soul, according to Jude, to some we show mercy, encourage, gently restore. To others, we mix our message with the fear of God, hating even the garment or clothing contaminated by sin. That is, we have a hatred against sin, and we also convey that to that person. What is unlovable in the world's eyes, in a lot of lukewarm Christians, so-called Christians, to God is the essence of love. That when necessary, we do not hold back the truth because we love. But because we love, we tell the truth. Holding back the truth of God or having respectability as a factor because one is older, because one is in the ministry, or because one is uh, uh, more popular, more influential, one is more wealthy. Holding back God's truth at that point, it's clearly showing I don't have the love of God. I have a worldly love. I have to identify these things. The more I identify exactly the nature of the love that I profess, the more I'll know whether I'm in line with God Almighty. The more in line with God Almighty I am, with His love, not like Peter who tried to stop the Lord from going to the cross, but going with a steadfast will that I will accomplish God's purpose because He is love, the more God will be able to use me to effect genuine revival in the people around me. It begins with me. First, I must love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love my neighbor as myself. The neighbor part 
most people understand to an extent. That is the good works. Paul says by the Holy Spirit to Titus, let our people, that is the church, make sure they continue their zealous of good works. What are they? We see in the book of Acts, Dorcas who died, Peter came and raised her from the dead. The testimony she had in the mouths of her friends was that she was faithful to take care of others' needs. And they showed the garments that she stitched. That was good works. She cared about others. That is love. But there's more to it than that. And no doubt Dorcas would have had that love with the truth. Biblical definition of love also includes love for God's truth. Giving God's truth. Saving people from a multitude of sins by giving the truth. Saving them from error and from death. So God's love has the truth of God. Do we have God's love? That's the question. Do we have human love, worldly love on the one side? On the other hand, God's love. Can we mix the two? It's impossible. Either we love God or we have the human love. Not love for humans. See, God's love loves humans. But it is not a human love. A human love is a love that is concerned with the temporal, love that is concerned with um, the social etiquette, that is how nice I can appear, the social protocol, but the motives are not there. It is not a disinterested love, it is a self-interested love. God's love is giving to others, expecting nothing in return, even a thank you. That is God's love. That love shows Jesus to the world. Dear friends, please write us contact at elbim.org and regular address El Bethel International Ministries, P.O. Box 966, Goshen, New York 10924 and visit us on the web at www.elbim.org. Please join us next time for part four and the conclusion of the message Real Love. Until then, may the Lord richly bless you. Goodbye. You're the God of Praise the Lord and we're thankful that you've tuned in to the God of Wonders radio program. For part four and the conclusion of the message entitled Real Love with Pradeep Stephen. And if you missed any of this series, you may log on to our website at www.elbim.org May the Lord bless you. Let's listen. We have to keep ourselves in the love of God. There's a responsibility. It's not automatic. There are those who believe that once God has saved us, automatically we will be safe. That is, we have no responsibility. Very clearly here, in this Next to the last book of the Bible, the chapter, book of Jude, he says, keep yourselves in the love of God. It is our privilege and responsibility to make sure we're in the love of God. And what do we say the love of God was? It is a self-sacrificial lifestyle to help others, seeking nothing in return, no false motive of self-gain, but clearly and only for the welfare of the others. But also... The love of God's truth that saves others who are in error from a multitude of sins and death. Here Jude says we have to keep ourselves in the love of God. He also says this, 
Be merciful, verse 22, to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Did you know that the love of God includes hate with it? That may seem illogical or paradoxical, but it's not. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's what the scripture says in the Old Testament. If you love the Lord, you will not only be self-sacrificial, do good works, help others, encourage others. You will love His Word enough to be knowledgeable about His Word, to care about His Word, to magnify His Word, to preach His Word. But you'll also have God's love to the point of hating evil with a passion. Human love does not hate evil with a passion. It may hate certain things that result from evil, but not necessarily the evil. God's love hates the very root of that evil, which is satanic. So when one ministers to another soul, according to Jude, to some we show mercy, encourage, gently restore. To others, we mix our message with the fear of God, hating even the garment or clothing contaminated by sin. That is, we have a hatred against sin, and we also convey that to that person. What is unlovable in the world's eyes, in a lot of lukewarm Christians, so-called Christians, to God is the essence of love. That when necessary, we do not hold back the truth because we love. But because we love, we tell the truth. Holding back the truth of God or having respectability as a factor because one is older, because one is in the ministry, or because one is uh, uh, more popular, more influential, one is more wealthy. Holding back God's truth at that point is clearly showing I don't have the love of God, I have a worldly love. I have to identify these things. The more I identify exactly the nature of the love that I profess, the more I'll know whether I'm in line with God Almighty. The more in line with God Almighty I am, with His love, not like Peter who tried to stop the Lord from going to the cross, but going with a steadfast will that I will accomplish God's purpose because He is love, the more God will be able to use me to effect genuine revival in the people around me. It begins with me. First, I must love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love my neighbor as myself. The neighbor part, most people understand to an extent. That is the good works. Paul says by the Holy Spirit to Titus, let our people, that is the church, make sure they continue their zealous of good works. What are they? We see in the book of Acts, Dorcas who died, Peter came and raised her from the dead. The testimony she had in the mouths of her friends was that she was faithful to take care of others' needs. And they showed the garments that she stitched, the quilts. That was good works. She cared about others. That is love. But there's more to it than that. Biblical definition of love also includes 
love for God's truth, giving God's truth, saving people from a multitude of sins by giving the truth, saving them from error and from death. So God's love has the truth of God. Do we have God's love? That's the question. Do we have human love, worldly love on the one side? On the other hand, God's love. Can we mix the two? It's impossible. Either we love God or we have the human love. Not love for humans. See, God's love loves humans. But it is not a human love. The human love is a love that is concerned with the temporal. Love that is concerned with um, the social etiquette. That is how nice I can appear. The social protocol. But the motives are not there. It is not a disinterested love. It is a self-interested love. God's love is giving to others, expecting nothing in return, even a thank you. That is God's love. That love shows Jesus to the world. But also, if you notice, if God is love according to 1 John, and Jesus is God, why didn't Jesus just go and raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, uh, restore sight to the blind, and so on? Why did He talk so much? Because He is the Word of God. The truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. No healing ever saved a soul. No one raised from the dead got saved eternally. Those were manifestations and signs that were a token of God's love and His power and His liberating gifts to the people to help them to walk with the restoration of their, at times, their physical capabilities, life itself, physical life, to glorify God. But the thing that set them free from hell going to hell, the thing that caused them to go to heaven was they heard the truth. That never changes for the church. No one, whether the person is a lay person or a minister in the church, no one is exempt from having the truth repeatedly sanctifying us. The Lord says in John 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. We need that. Again and again. So the love of God, real love, as the title of this message is, real love, love God first, which includes His Word, no compromise, being ready to preach the Word in season, out of season, to whomever, whenever. Never holding back the truth because of the fear of man or the love of man, the human love. But being ready to give the truth because it is the truth that has set the person free. At the same time, doing good works. So I pray that the Lord has helped us to come back to the definition of biblical love. And in doing that, returning to this biblical love, we will be able to live for Him exactly the way He wants in these end times. And to be an agent, as I said in the beginning, of spiritual revival. That the people will return back to the counsel of God. It will not be a fuzzy Worldly love that has no place for God's truth. It won't be a fuzzy, worldly love. It'll be a solid love grounded on the Word of God that will say, Lord, I love you and I love your Word above all. And I will adhere to your Word, live my life by your Word while showing 
the good works that you created me in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. So praise God. This is the definition of real love. We have a lot more that we can go into. You would read, uh, it would help to read 1 John because in that epistle, love is again and again brought out with different definitions, but essentially loving God and loving the neighbor but having a love for the truth. It is the same John who might be referred to as the apostle of love who leaned upon Jesus' chest so close and intimate with the, with the Lord. The same one that says, you have no need that any man teach you because the anointing abides in you. He was speaking that in the context of the false doctrine that was coming into the church, the anti-Christian spirit. The same apostle of love, because he loved God, he really loved his word, he said the truth is all important. It's the truth that will keep you safe and keep you in the love of God, as Jude said. Shall we pray? Praise your holy name, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this, Lord, this brief message, Lord, on your love. The love of God that sets us free. The love of God, the truth that was made known to us, Lord, that set us free. Same truth, O oh Father, Holy Spirit, we pray. Cause us to love you more than ever. To have that divine kind of love. To forego, forego the worldly love. The love that seeks to block your will. Heavenly Father, help us always to know that to love you means to keep your commandments, to follow your will. Help us to be dedicated, committed, purposeful about keeping your word, O oh God to fulfilling your calling on our lives, to acting, behaving, Lord, with the divine love, not the worldly love. Help us, Lord, never to dismiss the Word of God, never, Lord, to minimize it in our lives, but always to put it first, that the Word of God may direct our hearts. It is your Word that we have hid in our hearts, that we might not sin against it. It is your Word that saves us from a multitude of sins and saves our fellow brothers and sisters from a multitude of errors and from death itself, spiritual death. Lord, help us to know what it means and to put into practice the exact things that you teach us when we, Lord, relate with other people, people in the world and also people in the church, in the household of faith, that we would, Lord, when we seek to counsel others and help others, not only restore them with the spirit of meekness and gentleness, but to show mercy to some, mixed with fear, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Heavenly Father, help us to understand the divine love. Lord, help us to repent if we have not had the divine love. If we have, Lord, compromised and sought to confuse by trying to merge divine and human love. Help us to love you, to be transformed, Lord, to do your will. At all times we thank you that the purity of your church, the purity of your church, Lord, may be preserved. That everyone, Lord, will grow in holiness, keep ourselves in the love of God as we wait, as we wait for the final redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. In his name we thank you and praise you, Lord. Thank you for your word, O Father. We praise your matchless name, O Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father 
in the communion of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with each and every one of us. Amen. Dear friends, please write us. Contact at elbim.org and regular address El Bethel International Ministries P.O. Box 966 Goshen, New York 10924 and visit us on the web at www.elbim.org Now may the Lord bless you and keep you until next time walking in His love and in His truth. Goodbye.